I would have dreams. Um, literally, like I've only shared this with my husband of um, like the devil just like coming to me and he's just like telling me um, like, will you sell me your soul? Will you, will you sell me your soul um, after I've done saging and meditation and stuff like that? Um, and I'm like, I, I don't know. All of that stuff is supposed to be taking away the evil spirits but now that i've like came to christ and i i know more about the spiritual mm. life it was actually inviting them more and more into my home welcome to a christian podcast the podcast where we have christ-centered conversations i'm your host kevin wilson Welcome to another episode of A Christian Podcast with Kevin Wilson. I have a special guest today. I was just setting up and she and her husband uh, came by and just started talking to me. And so, uh, yeah, that that's that's how I met her. And yeah. so introduce yourself to the people. Hi, I'm Jordan Solis. I make um, encouraging videos on Instagram and YouTube. A lot of them are faith-based. So, yeah. Awesome. So were you always a faith-based creator? I wasn't. Um, I got saved in 2018. Um, prior to that, I was making worldly videos, um, basically telling my story. And it was always about encouraging, but I, it wasn't faith-based. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, it was It was secular, but still motivational in some sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I've always tried to like use my story to bring encouragement to people. Got you. So how long after you got saved did you... Did you switch up the videos to to more faith-based Christianity? So when I got saved, um, I had to delete all of my, my Instagram. I didn't delete my YouTube, but I made all of my videos private um, because I got convicted. A lot of my videos were like, um, hold it up. <laughs> A lot of my videos were talking about um, drama, basically gossiping. And God was like, this isn't edifying to my body at all. Um, so I took that away and I took down my Instagram because it became like an idol to me. And I was like glorifying myself a lot. So I deleted it. Um, a year into being saved, though, I got back on YouTube trying to share my testimony, share my faith. And then eventually I got on Instagram and I started doing the same thing there. So awesome. Mm -hmm. So what um, was it a difficult transition? Like actually creating content for Christ? Mm, no, because first I started on Facebook. I wasn't like making videos right away. So I started on Facebook and I was like adding people that I used to know. And me and my husband, like we had like a really big drive for just like getting the gospel out to people when we first got saved. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't know, it just came naturally. You That's know? what's up. So how did you grow to the point where you're at now? Because I, I, okay. we just exchanged stuff and I was like, okay, you have a, uh, a decent size following. And so, like, what are some of the things that you've done to 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 kind of build your audience as a Christian content creator? Wow. So I really don't know what happened on <laughs> YouTube. Um, I uploaded my testimony, not really expecting for people to like um, pay attention to it, really. Mm -hmm. But that video ended up going viral and um i didn't know what to do with that type of attention so like i left that alone for a while mm. um and then on instagram i think i uploaded just a random statement um i forgot what i said 
I, I was telling people, like, if, if you don't feel like praying, then sometimes you have to force it because something is also like forcing you not to pray. Mm -hmm. And that video went viral. And I'm just like, any random thought that comes to my head, I'd say it on <laughs> the internet and people are like sharing it. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. So the one video you posted on YouTube with your testimony, mm -hmm. it blows up. Mm -hmm. You got overwhelmed probably. And we're yeah. like, I'm, I don't I'm just, how long did you take off? Um, okay. So after that, it, it was kind of a weird transition, um, on YouTube anyways, because I would watch other content creators who were Christian. And, um, at the beginning of my walk, it was something I really struggled with, um, legalism of this is how a Christian is supposed to look, mm -hmm. um, how they're supposed to talk, how they're supposed to act. And I didn't know how to be me and how to be christian you know what i mean so mm, that's I, good. yeah i would copy it's not good but it's good You're yeah, talking about yeah. <laughs> i would copy a lot of other christians like i don't i don't talk super proper i'm obviously i had to learn how to be like modest you know and learn uh, what modesty meant to me. But I was taking in um, other people would um, come on my testimony video and they tell me like, you're wearing jeans. You can't be wearing jeans. Christian women need to be wearing skirts. You right, need to cover right. up from head to toe. And I just did not know how to act. So I found myself acting like other Christians. And that wasn't effective because what grew me on Instagram, my bigger following is on Instagram, was being myself, being relatable and like, saying like i'm not a perfect christian like whatever that looks like i'm not that you know i'm i'm me and i'm pursuing christ and i don't know so i had to learn yeah that's awesome so what did okay so legalism within mm -hmm. christianity a lot yeah. of not a lot of but there's a good amount of new christians that fall into that like mm -hmm. they get saved and now it's like okay i gotta radically transform everything i can't do this and i gotta like and it's real it can get real old testament e, mm. or you can just be you know religious without having a relationship yeah. how did that play out for you like what did that actually look like for you the the whole legalism and so legalism for me like i feel like i've learned to when i say that somebody is being legalistic i've kind of taken away that like kind of feeling of anger that I felt towards it um and I've learned how to show grace to the people who are stuck in legalism because really they just have a zeal for Christ and they want things to be how they imagine that Christ wants them to be even if they're going about it the wrong way and um when I got saved, like I would go after my family who was like very lukewarm and um, it wasn't like a righteous anger. You know, I would be like, hey, you need to stop doing this. You need to start acting like that um, and trying to make it on my own life, too. And it was like a whole bunch of pressure. I did not feel the peace of Christ. Um, so. What and so, yeah, no, no, that's perfect. And so how did that I guess when you were actually so you never. Was it more of like I'm checking everybody else's stuff or did you also fall into it in your own life? Like were there things that you were doing that you can say that you can look back at now and be like, yeah, that was that was ridiculous. That that wasn't God. That was just, you know, yeah. religion or legalism. Yeah. Or so I feel like um, legalism is and it can turn into a form of like self-righteousness. Like mm -hmm. I I do all of these things right. Um, so I'm like 
kind of holier than thou even though like they don't want to say that they're like i don't think i'm holier than thou i just like i'm a radical you know um and there's nothing wrong with like radical christianity but then like there's a fine line between that and legalism you know what i mean yep and i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) And, and so um i guess like what things did you like was it specific i know a lot of women like with their hair or Uh, like did you you, or how they dress like did you was anything specific in that area so i would find myself um once we were able to find like a church to go to i would constantly be texting the woman and i'd tell them like is it okay for me to wear my hair like this like people on the internet like destroyed me like because i would I wasn't sure about anything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Is it okay if I braid my hair?" Because um, they pulled out that one verse. I I don't. I think it's in Timothy. Like, women can't wear like elaborate yeah, clothing, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and I was like, like I I didn't know if I could braid my hair. I didn't know if I could straighten my hair. Yeah. Um, painting my nails, wearing makeup, lipstick. Um, it was really really hard. And you know, some people do have this conviction that like they can't wear certain things. They can't um wear makeup. They can't do their hair a certain way. You know, that's fine. God speaks to everybody in a different way, but you can't make that law for everybody. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was trying to apply. I would see a woman talking about Christ and I would automatically write her off because I'm like, look at the way that you're you're dressed yeah. or your makeup, you know, I wasn't allowing God to flow through people, you know. Yeah. 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 Now nah, that's real. And it makes me think of this thing that's it's like this balance of grace but then also the standards of being a Christian. Mm. So like it's so it can be a fine line between saying you know, I have grace for this person because they're doing this, this, and that. Yeah. And then there's also, you're just literally not upholding the standards oh, of, yeah. of, of Jesus, yeah. right, or of a Christian. And so, um, I mean, there's, thir- there's certain things that are very clear in, throughout scripture, scripture, and there are other things that are kind of like, uh, you know, yeah. like, and I, I think then, you know, that's where you have your conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that's dope for you to share kind of that transformation of, legalism to so how did it how did you actually come to walk in freedom and understand that this is the this is the the scripture Mm. and is the freedom that i actually have in christ so let me think oh okay all right so i i feel like at the beginning of my walk i was very i tried to do everything right um super careful to the point like like I said it was a headache it was a lot of pressure I didn't really have peace but I felt like I was doing the right thing for God and like I would feel like if I made any kind of mistake that day I wouldn't be saved anymore and Mm. that wasn't the relationship that God wanted to have with me and so I had a miscarriage and I was so confused I felt like I was being punished by God because like I said I felt like any time that you did something wrong, God wasn't with you anymore and something could happen to you. And I was confused. I'm like, why is this happening to me? And long story short, like through that whole process, I went through extreme anger with God, like, and just wanting to be distant from him um, until I had an encounter with him, another encounter um, where I felt the Holy Spirit on me. Like I, I got the gift of tongues and I 
just through that whole process, I realized like it's. <laughs> that was big. I don't know what it was. It was a big bug. <laughs> it's yeah. not. Um, it's not what you do. Really, I, I want to be careful of how I word nah, this. Yeah, take you your know, time because it's not. You. Um, there's nothing that we can do to be like righteousness to god i don't know yeah. if that came out right like it, our, it's, our righteousness is as filthy rags yeah like we can't earn our salvation in that sense you know and i don't know it was a very humbling scenario like it just made me realize like everything that i thought that i was doing that made me saved wasn't what made me saved <laughs> <laughs> like right. yeah, yeah yeah that's so real we we can get caught up easily on the the things right or, mm. or the the doings for lack of better words of christianity that we forget our identity in christ mm. like when jesus was baptized god said to him this is my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased mm. it wasn't about what he was doing or what he did it was about just his existence his yeah. him being the son of god he was he was beloved my pastor said his thing be love not do love like it's not about mm. what we do it's about who we are like how we exist as his sons and daughters Mm. um and so i think this is really great to see the the transformation from because really if you really get down to it you're in bondage at that point oh yeah it doesn't seem like we think of you know bondage but like you're in bondage to where you can't like you said you 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 walking on eggshells every day yeah to the point where it's like you're not you're not taking it. Hmm, I want to be careful. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's the grace of God, right? Yes. So, some people are on the other side where they abuse the grace of God. Mm-hmm. But some people, and they're trying to do everything the right way, mm-hmm. don't u- utilize the grace of God at all. So oh, it's yeah. like God is gracious with us, but you're so hard on yourself that every time you sin, you yeah. mess up. You're condemning yourself. And it's like there's no... Therefore, there is no condemnation in those in, in Christ Jesus, and so it's like when I was stuck in um, the legalism. Uh-huh. Um, prior to that, I was into New Age. I was into like mm-hmm. all of that, like witchcraft type stuff. But I would also say that I believed in God. Said that I believed in Christianity. So I was very lukewarm, if even that. And so grace sounded like lukewarmness to me anytime somebody um would mention grace or they'd be easy on sin i would automatically look at them like they're like evil you know so yeah there there are people like that and like you said then there's people who yeah go, go ahead i'm uh, losing yeah. my train of thought are you good it's, yeah. it's hard to focus out here there's a lot <laughs> going on i've it's, it's taking me like i've been out here since like april coming out mm-hmm. and when i first got out here i would literally be in the middle of a conversation and uh. i'm like I don't know what, like, because there's so much going on. I'm like, I don't know yeah. where my thought is. I'm looking at people. I'm seeing this person. Mm-hmm. There's a dog walk. I got, so, um, yeah. It, and so on the other end, it, it's, it's like what Paul said. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Ooh. Certainly not. But at the same time, it's real windy. Yeah. Um, at the same time, let's, let, it, let us not force. I know. I'm like. Because the audio is going to be really messed up. Um, all right, it's a little better. Yeah. Um, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Absolutely not. Sh- you know, surely not. But 
before that he's actually talking about the grace of God. Mm. And so it's like if we don't util- if we don't utilize grace, which is a gift, we're prone and, and, we're, and we're now in a place where we're subject to condemnation, mm. shame mm. because we're all going to slip. Mm-hmm. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's scripture. And so you're going to slip regardless of who you are what you do like so don't have this high expectation of perfection because really if you think about it that that's arrogance to think that you can uphold the standard of jesus yeah you can't even now to this day that's like from me being stuck in that mindset at the beginning of my walk when i was like fresh in faith like that is a not a truth but um a statement that i've kind of had to like step down from um what is that like i came into agreement with that you know um and i've had to learn how to come out of agreement with it um so like i get condemnation whenever i'm feeling like doing something for god i'm like am i really doing this for god or do i have ulterior motives you know like that like i don't know satan can come he can he can definitely use self-righteousness to condemn you a lot yeah yeah, that's why it's like, you know, search my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, if there be any wicked ways in me, like that's that's why we have to read the scripture and let it let the word be the word, mm. because the word literally is instruction for us. That's like, again, search my heart. It's like, am I am I doing this really for Christ, or is it, you know, do I have different motives? Mm. That God will reveal that to you if you let Him. Mm. You know, um, and so that's dope. That's it, I'm trying to think of like you said a lot of things. I'm trying to make yeah. sure I want that. Um so you talked about you were in, you know, the new age stuff. Mm. Uh, what did that look like for you and then how did you Um so for me new age was like well let me think about it. Yeah. Let me think about it. Um so I was into like crystals and chakra alignment meditation and things of that nature um i didn't realize i I was seeking peace and i wasn't finding that in god because all i knew was religion i didn't know having a relationship with him so in my mind god didn't work like how everybody says god works mm-hmm. like i was just thinking this is something that people do on sundays and they give glory to him but where is he in my everyday life mm-hmm. you know um so i needed something more um not knowing that i needed that relationship with him um so i you you see it on the internet all of all of my friends are doing it mm-hmm. a lot of our youth are into that type of stuff more than they believe in god so i'm like let me just give it a try um and through that now as being a christian i've noticed that i opened up a lot of um demonic doors through that um i would have dreams um literally like i've only shared this with my husband of um like the devil just like coming to me and he's just like telling me um like will you sell me your soul will you you sell me your soul um after i've done saging and meditation and stuff like that um and i'm like I, I don't know. All of that stuff is supposed to be taking away the evil spirits. But now that I've like came to Christ and I, I know more about the spiritual yeah. life, it was actually inviting them more and more into my home. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So at at what point? Because you can it's, it, when we look at things, you know, in in retrospect, I guess that's the term I can't remember. Um, when we look back at things, it's easy to see how it all played out, right? Mm-hmm. But at what point? So you're walking through this journey, right? Of yeah. of new age stuff doing all this stuff sage and uh, crystals and all that mm. at what point did you actually realize like oh this is not this is actually making it worse because i imagine that there was a point where at first you actually felt the benefits of it uh, all yeah of the crystals and all of that mm-hmm. but there had to be a point where you're like oh this is not so my husband got saved first um and i was like in complete rebellion against that like whatever spirits I had within me did not want him to get saved. So you could imagine we're dating and I'm doing everything in my power to make him think that he's crazy for wanting to be Christian. Um, so during that time, he was still doing everything in his power to bring me to God, to um, share the gospel to me and everything. And I was still doing whatever I was doing at home with the meditating and stuff like that. But every night I was having those dreams like very 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 realistic dreams and i became paranoid like i could not even sleep in my own home like i slept in my car for a week like i would wake up and i just i felt evil presence in my home um i tried to take a bath and like um do this meditation that i would do where you um it's kind of like a lucid or what is it projecting astral projection astral projection yeah that like i tried to do that um and i just got so so scared like i don't know i felt i i just felt an evil presence there with me Mm -hmm. so just during that time i felt like it was a lot of spiritual warfare because the devil did not want me to get saved Mm -hmm. so before i got saved he tried to make me lose my mind and yeah yeah so that was when i realized i kind of need to i stopped meditating after that and i wasn't ever home to be able to do any of my other stuff so i was always at my boyfriend now husband's house so yeah i i just stopped after that (laughs) dang so i'm glad i was i was gonna skip past that but i'm glad i touched on it because Whoever come by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony is what the word says, right? Mm-hmm. So there's people that I can tell you that this stuff is wrong. Like I can tell you that sage and and uh, crystals and meditations of different types and all that stuff. I can tell you that it's wrong. But it's one thing to actually see and experience a person that's done it themselves, mm-hmm. sharing in reality the the demonic presence that it invited mm. and has has gotten free from it yeah that's totally different so i appreciate you sharing that and was there anything like as far as you know like your deliverance process is different for everybody but like yeah. was it kind of just like I, I i just decided to stop and stopped, or was it like mm-hmm. did you have to get prayer or, you know there's so many so i did not know about deliverance until i was like much into my walk with god mm-hmm. and um i was terrified of deliverance like i did not want to be on the floor doing all of that like crazy stuff that's what i thought that the deliverance <laughs> was you know so 
I don't feel I did seek deliverance later into my walk with God, but I don't feel like that is when I got deliverance. I feel like I got deliverance when I got saved. Um, yeah, I stopped doing all of that um, crazy stuff. Like my husband, he used to be into smoking. He was popping pills and all of that. He he stopped um, wanting the desire to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, those that doesn't happen for everybody. Like. Right. Um, some people, if they struggle with uh, drug abuse before they get saved, mm-hmm. they're still going to have the desire to do drugs. Some people, if they struggle with homosexuality, they're still going to have that desire. But the actual desire is not what is sin. The sin is acting upon it. And even if they fall into that sin, I don't know, they just have to have to know grace and have to know where they're wrong and have to repent, you know, yeah. and turn the other way and yeah. just strive every day to live a life that honors God. Yeah, that's so real. You said something that is real on a different level, like it's layers to it. So you said you feel like you got delivered the day you got saved. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the Greek words for salvation, sozo, and that means to be saved, healed and delivered. Mm. And so part of salvation actually is deliverance. Mm. And so there's different levels and layers and of deliverance, right? There is, you know, actually casting out of a demon. Mm-hmm. There is, but then there is that, that, that deliverance that comes with your salvation, mm. that, that healing, that salvation, that being free from the bondages of sin that comes. And so, yeah, like you're absolutely right in feeling that way because that's part of the package. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so dope just to see like God, like the layers of God's word and how sometimes we're not even aware of them, but they still impact us. We yeah. still reap the benefits of it, even if we're not fully always aware. So yeah. that's awesome. Did you have anything else that you like to share or any questions for me? Um. I don't know. I feel like it was something that me and my husband were talking about this morning. Do you feel <laughs> they made it back around already? <laughs> Do you feel like um, your salvation is impacted if you go throughout every day? Um, uh, I don't know how to word this, but when we first got saved, we thought that we had to be out there. We had to be evangelistic. We had mm. to be, um, even if we're not going downtown every day, talking to the people down there, we had to be in our family's um, faces, like telling them how to get saved. And do you feel like that is necessary? Do you feel like you're, um, you're not on the right track with God if you're, you're more focused, not more focused, but you're just not doing that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a great question. It's not a salvation issue because mm. we're that means it say we're saved by grace through faith, not by works, so that no man can boast. Right. So mm. we're saved by grace, by faith. We repent in Jesus. We repent and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We are saved. Right. Mm. I do think, though, a lack of evangelism is an indication of some type of either misunderstanding within your walk with Christ, either some lack of knowledge Mm. or some type of, uh, it's evidence of a disconnect within 
Oh, that's good. Your relationship with God. Because the thing is, we're, we're all evangelists by nature. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get some food that's really good, you want to <laughs> share it with people, right? <laughs> like whenever, whenever you find that music and that song that's really dope, you're like, yo, check this out. Yeah. You, yeah. You're evangelizing. You're, you're mm-hmm. spreading something that's good, right? Yeah. And so there's something within us that sometimes uh, deters us from mm. doing that with Christ. Mm-hmm. It could be the enemy. Mm. It could be your flesh. Uh, it could be a combination of both. But whatever mm. it is, I think if you if you really th- sit down and say, man, I share everything else. Or both. maybe you don't. Maybe yeah. you are quiet and personal and you don't share anything. Mm. You can at least be obedient. Yeah. Because the Bible says to go out and make disciples of all nations. Mm. This is the word. So yeah. at minimum, I can be obedient. So what does that... What does that look like to you? Like evangelists, um, what does that look like to you, evangelism? Yeah, so there's different layers. Like what I'm doing now is evangelism, but this is not. Intimate, like talking. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, So like there's people out here that are hearing what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. There's people out here that have never heard about the good news mm. that through our conversation are getting a chance to hear it. Even planting the seed of you being present, you having this set up like this, uh, your shirt, um, they don't... I know when I was um, in the world, I didn't necessarily see a lot of young people who are following Christ. Mm. Um, so seeing young people who are on fire for God or just interested in God, it makes you raise an eyebrow like, what? Yeah, what is? Yeah, like, what's going on with God? <laughs> yeah, So, so that stuff... But this, I would say, is not the standard mm. because I don't want people to look at this platform and be like, well, I have to do that. I don't I don't have this and that and that. This is mm. not the standard. The standard is to evangelize wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So what is evangel what does evangelism look like on a practical level? You we all have jobs or places that we go to um, and people there need Jesus. Mm. So if you're at work, whether you work a corporate job or whatever, there's people that that you work with that are most likely not saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so evangelism looks like spreading the gospel to them. It doesn't have to be, hey, bro, here's the Bible. Mm-hmm. Jesus died for you. It don't have to be that. It can start out. You do you do it as you feel led. It can start out with just planting seeds. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, I feel like God was telling me to tell you that, you know, keep keep going. Like just an oh, encouragement. Okay. This is mm-hmm. a, a word of encouragement. And it's like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow is, you know, blah, blah, blah. You share something and it might be a scripture, but you might not even reference the scripture. You might just give them the principle mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, continue, continue. Like, let's say somebody's going through a rough patch and it's like, you know, consider it pure joy when you face trials of any kind. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that scripture to them, but you can encourage them in that same principle. And I think that's uh, beginning to plant seeds. Yeah, I feel like. I was the most effective when I just tried to be relatable with people, you know, spread the truth, but just be relatable. And um, what is that? More aware of how they may be feeling, the perspective that they're coming from. Um, When I first started, like, evangelizing, I feel like I went on way too strong to people who were already, like, not super fond Mm, of Christianity. So sometimes I feel like evangelism can look like just 
being kind, showing the fruits of God, because a lot of people have a lot of church hurt and they're they're against the things of God and their ears automatically close when you start talking about 100%. God. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like evangelism can and does look like this. I feel like it can and does look like the street preachers who are like downtown, like yeah. telling people to repent. Um, but I feel like uh, the most effective evangelism in my life that I've seen is um, intimate, like one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, just yeah. getting to know people and, I don't know, letting them see Christ in you, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're called to be examples. Mm. And so sometimes you modeling Christ is the the most somebody's ever going to get to read in the Bible. Mm. They're, they're not going to read the Bible. They're going to read you every day because they, oh, yeah. they see what you do. And if you call yourself a Christian and you act in a way that's opposite, uh, that, uh, is that's that really terrible. Christ? And yeah. I think furthermore, like, um, it does at some point to actually be called evangelism. Mm. You do have to get to a point where you actually can share mm. the good news of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I always have to start there, but... I can't just be nice to people every day and then say I evangelize. Yeah. That's 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 a good start, but it comes with a different level. And so one way that I've found to just start the conversation about mm. faith is do you believe in God? Mm. That question to me gets me in the door and lets me know where the person's at. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not really uh an aggressive question. Mm. Uh it's not really a pushy question. Do you believe in God? Yes or no. From there, if it's no, you know, let's talk about it or not. I could just I could keep that in my mind. Mm. If so, one, which God do you believe in? Because somebody yeah. be like, I, I believe in God, but it's something totally different. Mm. Um, or their view on God is not right. the character of God. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody um, says that they're, that they're a Christian, right? Mm. I, I typically ask, um, so how would you encourage someone else to be saved? Or like how? What is salvation? Because mm. uh, even then you find, especially I found a lot out here, there are people that think they are Christians, but their definition of salvation is is works. Yeah, It's I be a good person uh. or I don't sin or I try mm. not to sin. That's that's not salvation. Mm. So I met a lot of people out here that are like, I'm like talking to them. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a Christian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, so tell me about salvation. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm just I'll just do good. Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, like this person genuinely thinks that they're saved, which is to me scarier than somebody that just doesn't want to be yeah. saved at all. Because mm -hmm. it's like you think that by you being a good person, quote unquote, because mm -hmm. all of us are not. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory to God. But you think that you're saved, which to me is scary. Mm. And so I think those two questions, how do you believe in, or do you believe in God? And what is your view on salvation are two good questions to kind of get you in the door of evangelism on a personal level. How would you mention, because um, you said that at some point we have to get to the point of um, you can't just like be kind to them. Like, um, how do you get a conversation started about, um, I, don't, I don't know, like repenting, um, turning away from their sin and things like that? Yeah. Do you feel like it? As I said it, I'm like, for every conversation, it can look different. You know, some people, um, you can openly see their sins. Other people, yeah. um, not so much. Um, 
So I don't know. How would you genuinely or generally do that? Yeah. So I think, not to be redundant, but I think that second question helps you get there. Mm. The how do you view salvation? Because if somebody views salvation based on works, based on being a good person, you'll say, so like, that's where you, you can enter in like that repentance thing. It's like, mm. um, so, you know, do you recognize that none of us are good enough to make it to heaven? Mm. Right. We've all, we've all, um, we all have sin. And so we're all naturally disqualified for heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I think from there, the question becomes, um, how do you believe somebody like it can be just straight up? That's mm-hmm. one thing I've realized is that people are more when you come to people in grace and love, people are more receptive and respectful and accepting mm. of the things of God than than we think. Yeah. I think I thought when I come out here and I ask somebody if they believe in God that they're going to be like mm-hmm. they're not most of the time. Um It's really how how we act and then that's how yeah, they react. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um I think just even asking asking that question because I think the we try to be so respectful and polite and mm-hmm. not um, pushy, which I don't believe in, in being it pushy or aggressive or over the top. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, I think sometimes we miss the actual invitation and education of what salvation is. Something I was telling a friend because she had this uh, question about um, evangelism. Um, if we should like straight out tell people you know how there's like people who go out there like repent or perish like you know um she was wondering if that was wrong or not and i mean i told her you may not agree i don't know but i feel like god convicts people in his own timing and unless you feel um led to tell somebody like you'll know when you feel led unless you feel led to tell somebody like hey like what you're doing is wrong like you know god does not honor this he does not like this Sometimes I feel like a lot of times street preachers are acting out of their flesh. Like I mentioned earlier, when I would um, be correcting my family, I don't think that God was telling me to go up to my mom and tell her some of the things I was telling her. (laughs) (laughs) It was me being angry and wanting her to look a certain way, wanting her salvation to look a certain way. Um, In your zeal. Yeah, you know. So I, I agree. I mean, I think. I don't know. There's a street preacher that DM'd me the other day on Instagram. I want to have a conversation with him mm. um, because I'm, I'm interested to know the the fruit that they see. Mm. Um, I mean, I think there's a place for it, mm-hmm. but I think to me, I don't. I don't think that. And I'd be careful how I articulate it, but. Mm. When I when I see certain people, and I oh, I've seen some people do it in a very respectful, very um, just a, a smooth way. Like, but when I see some people street preaching, it's not convicting; it's condemning. Mm. Um, and those are two different things. Where conviction is like, hey, we are better than this. We're called for better. Like, let's let's uphold the standard. And condemning is like, you're a terrible person because mm. you're doing this. You you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, that's not. We we, the Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit doesn't condemn us. Mm. Um, there's no, therefore there is no condemnation for those in Christ, in Christ Jesus, right? Mm. And so I wonder what the the I don't want to say conversion rate, but their success <laughs> is with with doing that because 
it's just not personal. And to go back to the uh, the intimate evangelism thing, mm. if everybody really evangelized wherever they were, we wouldn't need street preachers. Dang. Because everybody is connected to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's just take, it's uh, about 10 people out here, right? Mm -hmm. If all of us just evangelize to the 10 people mm -hmm. that are closest to us that aren't saved, and they did that, and, and once they found Christ, they did that to them, mm -hmm. we wouldn't need street preachers because everybody would, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't think that there's, that street preaching is necessarily wrong, um, but I think that I've seen some people do it without grace yeah and that definitely turns a lot of people away further away yeah than it brings them in i have to go no you're good okay. it's, it's perfect it's, it's perfect right. appreciate you for coming on um yeah thank you All it's right. been dope. Okay, no conversation you. <laughs> appreciate you guys for watching remember to make today worth living peace